I'm ready to go 15 minutes ago. Yeah, like I said, all you got to do is make a fucking phone call. I've got to do literally everything else. You could have pushed the big flashing button. Being drowned out, Fabian. Shut up. Alrighty, alright, I'm just going to give you some forewarning. It's going to be a testy record because despite a win, Fabian's lost his mind. You're welcome to the newest episode of the Ian Prendercast, a Carton podcast. This is a round eight review. What are you talking about, Fabian? Yeah, we, I couldn't hear the song. Timbo, could you hear the song? Oh, I couldn't hear the it's same song, but it doesn't of, matter. I keep telling you this every week. It's part of the mix. It goes onto the record, and every yeah, week every you say week the same we thing. Hear it. Every week we hear it. Shut he up. He likes getting his drumsticks out, Sean. You know that. So Fabian uh, is with us here, the big Faber Ganoush. Um, yep. You could have fooled me, Timbo, that we won by what we were enduring on the text chain this afternoon during the game. I actually had to make sure I was squinting, looking at the scoreboard, going, are we fucking leading? Are we in front? Cause Did you enjoy that last quarter, Sean? Enjoyed, quarter? enjoyed the fact that we won the match. Well, maybe your expectations are a little bit different to Expectations mine. is the buzzword of the week. It's a dangerous thing, I think. And I'd said during the week that if people were losing their mind about last week's result, we're going to lose to a worse team than Port Adelaide, and it's going to be Armageddon. When that no, happens, well, it's got nothing to do with the wins and losses, Sean. The effort for four quarters is something we, as a club, have struggled with for years. Can I just stop you there? And your I care more about the Carlton Football Club rant. We'll introduce Tim. No, we'll no, get back to that later. No no, 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 no one cares more than anyone else, mate. Don't, don't, don't get your knickers in a fucking knot. No, that's that's just care. the rhetoric. That's you just the rhetoric people go to. Anyone, and I didn't say I did. No more than anyone. I didn't say that. So Are my you done? point is that second quarter was fucking horrific. Okay. And we, we, we cost ourselves nearly – we nearly cost ourselves a win. Yeah, you could just stop yourself there because we didn't cost ourselves anything because right. we won the game. How was that last quarter slog? You reckon that's going to be great now going over – Fantastic conditions. Great. Nice and fresh? Brilliant conditions for free-flowing footy as well. Sean, with really four goals up, mate, that game is easily taken care of. Oh, did they our hit the front? Did they? Quarter, they hit the front. Quarter, was arguably our worst because it was the easiest game of the year we've had. Yeah, yeah. Now we they hit the front, didn't they? They got in front of us. Did you hear Jack Martin's? Did you hear Jack Martin's? Yeah, I did. Did they hit the front, Fabian? What did he say? We, 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 were headed? we went away from everything we did in the first yeah. quarter. We so we lost, was, we lost. The we lost that the lead. We lost the lead, didn't point. we? We lost oh, the lead. Shitty with the second quarter. We lost the lead at any time. Yeah, we we battled well, and our last quarter. A few individuals really did well to, to kind of get us over the line. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to have the four points. It doesn't that sound that quarter, way. It sounds like you're having a mental breakdown. Quarter, that second quarter was fucking disgusting. You don't sound thrilled with anything. And the text chain oh, yeah. is proof positive that you literally sure, lost on. the plot this afternoon. The text, chain. the text chain also says you going, oh, how does Plough get the votes? And then mysteriously check our Twitter feed and everyone's giving Plough votes, mate. Pl- people are giving people are giving Plough votes. Who... No, I'm not. Hey? People are giving... This is coming from a man who has written Plough off dozens of times, by the way. I read, I, I, no, no. I, I criticised Plough when it needed to be. No, you've, you've to be written him off as a player. So, whatever. Um, the point I was making with Plough is we can get that into the votes later. If we want to have this conversation now, we can, but we can have it later on. Or we can introduce Timbo in between your meltdown. We'll give you, a, we'll give you an intermission on your meltdown and we'll introduce Tim Davis. Timbo, how are you going? Sean, I'm uh, I'm fantastic because we got four votes, but I'm a little bit flabbergasted with the emotion of this last week. It's, it's extraordinary. Um, it's but, but I must say I was very much on tenterhooks coming into this game because it, 
it, it was set up to be the game that we just take care of. And the one thing that this side over the last few years has always battled to do is is to take care of business when we're expected to. And, um, and, and we tried our level best to be able to keep um, North Melbourne in a game that from a very, very early on, we had complete and utter control. And, uh, and, and we made it harder for ourselves than we needed to. And um, I, I think, I think, in amongst the um, the the anger and the emotion, Fabian makes some very good points that that we did. Timbo, do not uh, encourage him. He's gonna, no, he's gonna, he's gonna, no, I'm not. I'm gonna mute your mic if you keep going on like that. No, I, I, no, I'm I'm not encouraging him. But but there is absolute. We, we needed to keep the pedal to the metal. We needed to remain clean, maintain possession, use the ball well. And keep ourselves attacking because we, we we had that side at our absolute mercy today, and take the seven point win, um, take the four points, all those all those sorts of things. But the game that I watched today was a forty point win, and and it was very similar to the Essendon game where our dominance just was not reflected on the scoreboard. Do you think but we had the again, chances? To make, it, to make it a more convincing win than it was. Yes, third yes. quarter we did. We rectified it. But last quarter having, we did. Having quarters, no, third quarter we kicked one goal seven or something like that. Yeah, last quarter, goal, last quarter we five. had the chances. But I'm saying we won by seven points, having seven more scoring shots. I just think we this conversation will get out of control again because on, no, on, no, no, on no, Twitter during the, the week, um, the perspective, I think, of last week's performance was lost. We will play worse than we did against Port Adelaide, which we did today, and, and win we, a game of football. Agreed. That's how it works. So what do people want? Are people happy with, geez, we didn't play too well today, but fuck, we won. Or, geez, last week, gee, we really played well for the most part, but we didn't get the result. And I think that, unfortunately, there's this self-flagellation amongst Carlton fans that came to a head during the week. And, my God, did it come to a head out of fucking Fabian Guadagnolo's mouth during the game, where we are not good enough to turn our noses up at wins. We can't go good. Good one to drop. Good game to drop that one. That'll that'll no. ride the boys. That'll get the boys in the right mindset. Like good teams who are in the top four, you know, vying for home finals. We can't do that. We have to win games of football, and when we win games of football, it's a great result. So why were you so fucking satisfied last week? I wasn't satisfied now, last I, I, week. Now, I, I I wasn't overly shitty that we. I was shitty at the way we lost, but you know, I could understand. People confuse that. People confuse the way we lost with the loss last week. That's Correct, what they got we, confused. We lost the game. We lost the game. We could could have and probably should have won. Not should have won leading into it, but once we were in the contest and we were in front, we could have controlled that game better and got the four points, which we did now, today. Yeah, but Sean, you understand today the opposition today. Can I ask sub- you a serious question? Because you didn't is answer this. It's substandard. You didn't. Yeah. So they're last missing, week they're missing half their team. Yeah. So we we're miss, we we're missing our entire forward line. But I just want to make the point that you didn't answer me during the text. So your friend, your good friend Goz, is a North Melbourne fan. Shout yeah, out to Goz. Quiet, very, very quiet today. Shout out to Goz. Shout He's out very to Goz. Well, no, very genuinely, humble. was he shit staring you during the weekend today? No, no, because no. you were acting. You were acting like the only thing Gaza, The only thing Gaza did today was unleash on uh, Ben Brown, 
and some other bloke off their halfback line who I've forgotten his name already. Because you were acting, dead set. You Jamie were acting McMillan. On the Twitter. No, no, it wasn't Jamie McMillan. A young kid. I reckon he's gone a bit too hard on him. You, um, yeah, you okay. were acting on the text like a guy who, and this sometimes happens when you know no, someone no, no, who no, follows no, no. a team that you happen to be playing and you're getting a bit wound up because you know that the banter's coming one way or another. No, no, you, no, that's no, how sure, you were sure. acting I today. Explained, no, no, I explained. I didn't. I, I was shitty with our, sec, our second quarter. You can have. You were talking about ebbs and flows. That wasn't an ebb and flow. Jack Martin has admitted it. We fucking stopped and did everything opposite from what we did in the first quarter. Now, if the other side gets on top of you, I'm the first to admit it, mate. We're not the fucking Hawks of five years ago. We're not Carlton 78 to 81. We're not Carlton 95. I understand that. But our second quarter, we were fucking playing globetrotter football and getting punished for it. And we nearly cost ourselves because, and I was shitty at the second quarter. What did you now, What did you text me? And- what did you text me? Which is probably the most ludicrous thing, I've, ludicrous text message I've ever I've received from you. I've a lot of ludicrous shit though over the years, but this was right up there. This is this. I reckon this is. You'll like this one, Tim. I reckon this is. Um, was it first or second at the uh, Pan Packs right through to the Olympics? You said. Of big ten minutes, this is season defining before half time. No, I said this. No, I said this ten minutes before half time could be season defining. No, 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 no. You did not say could be season defining. Is you said? Oh, this is. And I thought, Jesus Christ! No, no, because if this ten minutes goes the way it was going, we go into half time a goal up. I think we end up going into half time maybe a little bit more than that. We lose that game. We lose the game to fucking North Melbourne. Did we? Yeah, but we did, Fabian. I think. I think. Tim, Tim, call the emotion now. Timbo, Timbo, was my rant in the third quarter or the fourth quarter or fucking no, no, after no. the game? No, no, you all were day with the you, second quarter. It was all day. Our, our leaders didn't arrest that at the time. Now I'm wrapped to win. No, I don't yep. even sound like you are. It sounds like you're furious. And I'm happy to get to the chicken salads and give the praise where it's needed. And I'm very fucking happy to go to the chicken shits and unleash because you have to. I don't know if you do. I had an Aperol spritz lined up to have after this game, and I don't, I don't fucking want it now because... That's probably for the best, because I agree <laughs> you, with you. Have it. you ever had an Aperol spritz? It's disgr- disgraceful. Good. <laughs> well, you'll enjoy it. I reckon it'll just about, Tim, I reckon the Aperol spritz will top off Fab's day when that hits his lips. I reckon he'll go, <laughs> what a perfect way to end. What an unbelievably frustrating afternoon. It's literally, I don't know, it's like kerosene. Absolutely disgusting. Um, we, did, we did everything we could in that second quarter to fuck it up. We did everything we could. Yeah, we... we and, everyone, and, and you like it too, Sean. You take to Twitter and love to criticise... Um, don't worry about the fucking umpiring. Worry about what we can take care of and we weren't no, the umpiring care of... No, the, the umpiring in the first half wasn't so bad to that point. When you when you had lost your mind, the umpiring no, no, actually was no okay. I had no issue with the umpiring. I had no issue with Neither the Neither did I. But Not I'm saying you half. take... You take the Twitter every week to complain about things like the umpiring. Am I the only one? No, but I'm saying, but when we don't take care of things that we can take care of, it was it was fucking embarrassing that second quarter. That's our worst quarter for the football. Timbo's given us the wind up. All I can see is your eyebrows, Tim. Can you center the camera? No, no, I'm just I'm laying in bed at the moment. <laughs> I love the the passion from Fabian is something we don't usually see. I'd like it if it made more sense and was, you know relevant, but it's good that it's there nonetheless. No, no, you're, trying, you're, trying, to, you're trying to get love me to passion. justify why I was pissed off in that second quarter. Because I want to I'm I want to talk to you be... through your mental breakdown, and I want you to get to the no, point where you can... Breakdown. I spoke to Tim at halftime. Timbo, how was my mental state? He, he was actually quite candid. 
and quite measured now, Timbo, and controlled. Now, I've, I've explained this many times. Timbo's my football therapist. I've ranked him on the edge. Right. Get the splinters. Get the splinters him. out of your ass, Tim. Was he out of control on the text? He was. He seemed a little out of control yes. on the text, yes. but once we started talking about it, he was. Uh, he was a measured, composed man. Are you going to charge me for that session, Tim? <laughs> not no, too I, much. I might. I might have to charge you for the shit you put me through on the text. Uh, I've uh, never sure. muted you, Fabian. I've genuinely sure, never I'm muted I'm a I'm conversation had, you were I in. I've had some passion for half an hour during the second quarter. You've had a week of not being able to let anything go, mate. So if I were you, I would not be... That's an unbelievable... Last hours shouldn't throw stones. Let's focus on the footy, boys. You, no, I want you to explain that, Nobed, because... Because people can have a, di- a differing opinion to you, mate. I don't think that's what the conversation was about. No, no, no. I'm just saying people are allowed to have opinions. My opinion was that second quarter could go a long way to fucking our entire season. No, you said it would. Not could. Yeah, because I thought it would cost us, and guess what? It nearly did. You said 10 minutes of football, which we actually came out of all right. A clean Dave Cunningham take and goal is the only thing that saved us. No, but we still so, had more Let's move on. Let's, on get the to the, let's get to the chicken salad. No, salad we're not up salad. there yet. Um, I think that there's there's something that, once again, is that, that perspective that we spoke about, which Fabian refused to acknowledge, that at the end of the day, we were never headed. We led the entire game. Nick Larkey had a snap late in the, uh, oh, sorry, early in the fourth quarter that would have, I think, tied the scores or maybe put them one no, point ahead. No, put them in front, mate. We were five points up. up. Yeah. We would have put them up. Yeah, but he missed, so they didn't. Oh, um, yeah, trust me. I had the text ready to go to you. Yeah, I know. Like, I yes, completely. Are we still ebbing and flowing? Are mate, we still going to be fucking jerking ourselves off in Make no mistake. Time? Mate, Fabian, make no mistake. As soon as you your, your mental, you went like full uh, Fukushima and you were just losing the plot... I thought he's drafted a whole bunch of texts that he might can send later on. They're just ready oh, to go. Yeah, They're I in the chamber. Just for you, mate. I, think, I, can, I, think I, can, I understand completely that's what you would have done because you I take, don't think you're one of those people who takes pleasure. No. You're accusing me of being glass half full. back with a bowl of rum and raisin just enjoying No, no, because you're accusing me of being glass half full and saying, oh, you're glass half full, you're whatever. No, no, glass half full being fucking reasonable. Not like a complete madman. Your cup is like a chocolate fondue thing it's just overflowing not, not at all not at all i'm allowed to be shitty when it's warranted yeah, and I it was, was warranted in that second quarter i think you yeah. went over the top but the point is we had a chance to show our learnings from last week and a disappointing conclusion to last week's game in the last moments of this week's game and the positive is they we were, were able much to in the last quarter this this week than last week absolutely very very difficult to score against very very difficult for north to get really any kind of clean looks at um, and that's ultimately you know, what's won the day. You know, the defensive solidarity of our back six was fantastic late on um, and, you know, played the conditions, did everything we had to do to ensure that we still had a couple of chances to really ice the game, but did everything that we could to actually, you know, make sure we won the four points that we weren't able to win last week. Um, something that was touched on briefly in that opening, I never know how to describe the opening, to be brutally honest, was... We've obviously had a problem in the recent past of dealing with favouritism, dealing with, here's that word that was a buzzword on Twitter of the past week, expectation to win a game of football. The expectation was clearly that we beat North Melbourne and, like, once again, let's not lose sight of the fact that they did. At the end of the day, I mentioned it earlier, we played better football last week. If we played the football we did last week, we win today by 10 goals. Yep. And we lost. We got nothing for it. Today, uh, look, uh, this is the last I'll say to which if we played the second quarter 
remotely like we did the first quarter all last week, it is still a comfortable win, Sean. Can you not fucking see that? I've never once said that's not the case, Fabian. You're insane. You've lost your mind. Can we get I you a CAT scan? I had can one. we seriously? I can we, can we get a synapses about... done? Can we fucking make sure that you're wired right? <laughs> You've lost it. Absolutely lost the plot. I haven't been. I right. thought I was I the doctor right on this podcast. Jesus, now Tim, I'll defer <laughs> to you because medical medical oh, procedures think, left, right, and centre. Oh, I think we need to see if we can get him tested immediately just to make sure he's okay. <laughs> well, I had the CAT scan, Sean, if you recall. Have you got the test results back yet? Yeah, all clear. Mind you, I went oh, for the God, MRI. I want a second opinion based on what you're giving me today. Um, I went for the MRI and uh, completely shat myself. So, uh, literally, I hope. Nearly, yeah. I, I, I had a, I had a <laughs> wouldn't be great for the next patient. I, I think, I think that's when they radio. said, "Sir, we can't possibly give you the MRI. You've shit your pants. No. We're going to need you to clean yourself up." <laughs> that's just a health and safety problem. But the thing that we want to get onto, we spoke about it very briefly, um, and and it is, I think, an interesting topic in this week of all weeks, given what transpired on Monday night. I've just got something to talk about the umpiring. I'm not using it as a crutch. I'm not using it as an excuse. And despite what Fabian would have you believe, I'm not the only one who thinks that the umpiring was an issue today. No, I'm not saying that you are. I said, but you you have your rants. Um, So basically, people act like Monday night's game, the Crows and the Saints games are one-off. People act like that's, oh, geez, that's the low ebb. It's been awful for years. It's been awful like, they have completely, the umpiring fraternity have lost all control of the game because the rules keep getting changed, interpretations keep getting changed, they don't know what to do. Are we paying holding the ball? Are we being more strict on prior opportunity? What are we doing with deliberate art? I know we cracking down on throws. What's pushing the back look like now? It can't get worse than it currently is. And we copped it today to the point that I hope we make a few phone calls. Well, it just seemed we were on the wrong end too too often. The the first Sam Doherty, when the game was getting tight, the first Sam Doherty deliberate, yeah, you know, it was stiff, but it was kind of there and you're going... You can understand if it's paid. Yeah, I, I didn't like it, but I, no. I accepted it. The next one, when he kicked it 40 metres up the line and had Levi Kasbolt in the vicinity, it's just not... It's just not deliberate. Was and it Ben and Mackay? Away from was it Ben Mackay at the other end pretty much did the same thing, paddled did the ball Did the same out. thing on the other side of the ground. Yeah, the, he had the final touch. It was always going to go out, but the final touch absolutely made sure that it did. It's very possible that the umpire didn't see the final touch, and I, and I guess that's always the challenge. What, what we see, we assume that the umpires see, and it's not always the case. And, and that's, the hardest, that's the hardest challenge when you sit there and you're going, have we been hosed here or not? You don't know what the umpires have seen. But, again, there was just a bit of a frenzy towards the end that just sort of, you know, seemed to seemed to want to keep North Melbourne in the contest. It's and the pineapple, Tim. It's the bloody pineapple. And I, I'm starting to get a little bit sick of this pineapple. doesn't matter which end of the pineapple you're getting, it's no good. And we just constantly keep getting it. And that's what I mean in terms of, as a team, we've had a few really iffy sort of matches on the whole this year. Um, and as a player in particular... Patrick Cripps, if nothing else but to protect Patrick Cripps, we need to ask the question. It's bizarre how he gets treated, Sean. We, uh, Fabian and I chatted just before you jumped on um, the call. I, I don't remember. I know Brendan Favola, mm. um, he could be undisciplined and umpires seem to wait for him to do something wrong. Jared Waite did it. Lance Franklin does it when he plays. 
James Sicily does it a little bit as well. Campo, Toby Green does it a little bit. Campo used to get a bit of a raw deal from time to time. Yeah, and I reckon Murphy went through a stage where they assumed he was playing for free kicks and in the end the ones that were there he wasn't getting. Um, but but again, it, they just seem to, for some reason, they seem to delight in paying free kicks against Paddy Cripps and, and oftentimes they are, they are there. But for the amount of attention and punishment that he cops along the way, he's just not, they're not, don't seem to have any interest in trying to protect him whatsoever. And, you know, when you think about, you know, your blue riband players and, and the guys that you want to be central to the game and put up on a pedestal and really market and advertise, um, geez, the umpires aren't really uh, pulling in that same direction, are they? So just quickly, Timbo, I'm going to ask, oh, Sean, you can answer this too. So oh, Willow, no, gives, give, Willow gives away a free kick at the Cattery against Joel Selwood for, for what? Making for a, 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 contact. A, a, right. a little bit of contact, right? It's probably yep. unnecessary. Definite free kick. Paddy Cripps gets raped by Jed Anderson in the middle, and that's nothing. That's well, what, that's, that's what shits me about these these the umpiring decisions. Especially like will I get something at the Cattery against him for something where the umpire should just turn around and go play on, get up, stop yeah. being silly. It's it, it's the it's Paddy the Cripps, it's the, the Shaquille O'Neal effect. Shaquille O'Neal used to get hammered by blokes. But the the stance from the referees is seem to be you're big enough to absorb the punishment, get on with it. And it's like, hang on, whatever the action is against the seven foot two, three hundred and fifty pound monster should be exactly the same as as the attention copped by the you know the the six foot two, hundred eighty pound athlete. We've, and, we've and, actually, and it never was. We've actually had a, had a really good. Um... Paul Freeman uh, tweeted us, and, and we've retweeted it. A really excellent video that looks like I'm just trying to just trying to bring it up. It's slowing down for me, but it's from a, an incident in a stoppage where Cripps is basically sandwich tackled to the ground by two players. Let's just play on. Yeah, and you're going. This is the sort of stuff that Fabian and I have spoken about it time and time again. Um, other sports are so much better at it. We don't seem to do it because oh, you're whinging or you're no, you're protecting your player. If this was happening in football. If, you know, Manchester United are playing, you know, a big game against whoever it might be and uh, Marcus Rashford, there is tactic X being used against Marcus Rashford off the ball, Ole talks about it. Yep. Before the game. And he makes the referee aware of it. So we've just, I think, got to ask the question, A, because it's becoming a pattern, is it something we're doing? And B, because the players that we need to be protected by the rules of the game simply aren't being protected. No, it, it doesn't appear so. Yeah, um, yeah. So obviously, uh, we're, we're going to go on to the chicken salads now. Fabian, this one will come as an absolute shock to you. This is chicken salad number one that lead us off, and you can handle this. We won the game. Yeah, no. It, look, and the way and the way we had to fight it out for the win. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm pleased for three quarters, Sean. But what we need to do, we've played one four quarter game of football in probably five years. And that was against the Dogs. We were very good few, in fairness, though, very few teams do play full four quarters. No, no you can't like win. Four, you can't win four quarters, Sean. But you just can't switch off. But I'm really happy with the way we rallied. Third quarter, we 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 got back. We dominated them. We just we just couldn't put the ball through the bloody sticks. But it was good to see how we responded. We fought back, and that last quarter was was just excellent to see 
see how much... I know they, they they got close and had a couple of chances, but it looked... I was almost comfortable, considering my nerves. I was I was pretty comfortable watching that last quarter that we get through. Didn't seem like you were comfortable. But oh, I didn't think we, we go, we go mm. from, you know, four, uh, four and four. We were four and 40 at the time Brendan Bolton was relieved of his position. Our last 44 games, we won four Gone matches. too soon, old Brendan. Gone too oh, soon. I know, I don't think we gave him enough time to find his voice <laughs> in the coach's box. But we've gone from four from 40, uh, four and 40, I should say, to four and four. That is growth. We are not, like, in all the, the back and forth of the past week, you know, Timbo, what, what kind of frustrated me was everyone's excited that we can be competitive as often as we're being competitive. But the reality remains, only 12 months ago, we were that bad. So it's baby steps. And, and, and I think also, as bad as we were last year, I think, I think we all, we all, all, all the Carlton faithful could see the positives. We could see the team that we were becoming but we just weren't getting over the line, and it just—it just—it seemed to be a little bit of a block, and, and it almost seemed to be an internal thing. Now, obviously, you know, Brendan Bolton was ultimately let go. David Teague's come on board; he's freed us up and he's opened it, uh, opened us up. I still can't help but think um, whether it was an overcoaching thing or whatever the message was coming through from Bolton. We were being a little bit stifled as a group of young athletes. And I think the moment Teague came on board, whether, whether it would have been the case for any coach or Teague's got something special that has unlocked us, once we were freed up, all of a sudden we, we started to blossom into the team that I think the Carlton faithful always knew that we had at our disposal. And, and or I at least hope we had. And hope we had. And obviously yeah. once, once that belief was franked and you saw the performance... Then when you get to a day like today against North Melbourne and it's like, guys, go out, do your thing, prove it. And, and again, there were moments in the game that was very frustrating where control was relinquished. But I think as you touch on late in the game when we needed to have control and we needed to have structure, um, it was there. And, you know, 12 months ago, it, it wasn't. So it was... As frustrating as the journey today was, you actually walk away from it and go, they were able to restructure and deliver. And, and that's actually quite satisfying, even though the wider performance was pretty poor for us. No, absolutely. Obviously, a key part of that whole performance today was Will Setterfield, who continues to go from strength to strength, uh, finished up with 20 disposals. He had an equal game high, six clearances, an equal game high, six score involvements. And he finished top three for contested footy on the ground. He was absolutely exceptional. Faded a little bit, but his first three quarters was, I thought, was was real. I thought at halftime he was very comfortably best man on the ground. Yes. Um, and then in the on the overall four-quarter performance, he was probably still in the top three best yep. players on the ground total. Um, but on Brownlow night, would not bat an eyelid if it's three votes, W. Setterfield. Um, that must please you, Timbo, because you had a little bit riding on Will coming through with the goods. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I'm, as you guys know, I don't mind having a bit of a dabble on a bit of sports betting on no, the way. No. And, uh, and yeah, I just, I don't know, I just thought I'd get creative this morning with a bit of a same game multi. And one of my other mates, Brent Gleeson, shout out to Brent. Brent 
Brent mentioned that he thought uh, Will Setterfield was a really good bet for 15-plus possessions. Well, I pushed a bit harder and went for the 20-plus. But I actually coupled it in with Jack Nunes to kick two goals. And and Jack's Jack's been good to have a couple of, you know, flying shots on goal here and there. Backs himself to be able to run past a bloke with a ball to try and have a shot from time to time. Um, but he's he's scored goals when he's played at St Kilda before. And I just... I actually thought today we would kick, as a team, a lot more goals than what we did. But I just had a feeling that Nunes was going to contribute. So, yeah, the same I did ask you about Will was... Setterfield, Timbo, getting on to well, Jack Nunes kicking we, goals. we rolled onto it too. I mean, this is what... <laughs> I figured that's what you were alluding <laughs> not, to. I, not really. I figured that's what you were wanting to hear. No, just more but, Will uh, Setterfield's performance. How nice was Will's... Like, Will getting those in-traffic little kicks. There was one where he got a little kick on, which resulted in us kicking a goal. Yes, Tunner's goal. Yes, Start of the last quarter. Just kept the ball going. He was clean. Uh, he was really strong over the footy. Very good distribution. Um, so Will, Will was fantastic. And then, I, I think what, what you touched on there, Sean, it's being strong over the football. I, I reckon that's not what we'd seen a lot of. You know, we, we, we saw it if you get on the outside. He could link up. He could execute. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the last probably three weeks of footy, I think he's really shown... Um, an increase in his output, a real comfort level, and a real competitiveness that um, that uh, we we you know we, we probably knew was there and was probably the footballer we all always thought that we got will getting when we traded for him. But to really start seeing him show his wares is you know really really satisfying. One thing I did think during the game, Setters was playing well and Kennedy had his hands on it and he, he, he had his moments when he was really on top. I just thought if we could have a game where Kennedy Setters, you know, hopefully Marchi gets back. And who's the other bloke? It's, it's eluding me. No, no, no. It's just that whole thing, oh, the GWS thing, Carlton, uh, yeah, well done, dickheads. Go. Mate, it's actually been quite handy for us. For the players that actually we, we traded for and wanted, seems to be paying some dividends. Well, you mentioned Kennedy, and, and like Setterfield, he finished up with 20 touches. Like Setterfield, he had six clearances and six scoring involvements, and he also had the two goals himself. And in the scheme of things, two very important goals. You know, he had a little bit of a down game last week, which he's entitled to off such a long layoff, and that's me accepting mediocrity, I know, I know. If we've come under fire for that in the last week, apparently, but we're going to get onto a guy like Eddie Betts later. But guys have up and down weeks. Kennedy was really good against the Bulldogs, a little bit quieter last week, and then today he was really good again. You sit there and go, that's... Fabian will hate me saying it. It's the ebbs and flows as Fabian disappears from the chat. But I thought Kennedy's game was a real plus, Timbo. Oh, look, without a doubt. And and again, I think oh, he's, he, he's another player who's strong over the football. Um, very good kick of the football as well. He can really sort of open the game up. But he's getting over the ground a lot better than we probably ever remembered him um, being able to, and and we've we've always sort of talked about it. He's done a couple of very good pre-seasons where he's been looking great at times, but injury at exactly the wrong time has really robbed him. And um, and for him, it's almost been exclusively ankle injuries with him, and it's really really brought him back to the field. But when he is up and going, um, he's he's a better footballer than um, people outside Carlton give him credit for. And at times, he's probably a better footballer that Carlton faithful realise that he is or remember that he is as well. So, Well, there was a really important moment which, which just showed his, his class and his vision and what he can bring to a team when he did the real quick hands off half-back. 
and release the play. And without that train of thought, without that awareness to go, this is the option, I've got to execute, I've got to execute it really quickly, um, we run into trouble. We probably concede a score you know, pretty quickly going back the other way. So it'll be just him and I for the moment because Fabian's disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, he's just gone. I don't know where he's gone to. Um, where am I up to? Chicken sellers. We had Kennedy, of course. I thought that um, Mark Pitnett bounced back really well as well. I thought that it was a big game for him today. Goldstein's obviously playing exceptionally good footy. Um, clearly he was you know, challenged during the week because he'd had a down game against Port. But I thought that his response was really excellent. I was scared, to be honest. I, I had a thought... Every now and again, you just take the time to be able to just think about the wider contest and what's at play, and probably put you in, put yourself in North Melbourne's shoes. Um, I just had that realization of, gee, Pitnet versus Goldstein. This is a worry. You know, this, this really could be a little bit like you know when Pitnet went up against Gorn as well. Mm. You just sort of thought, geez, yeah, this this has all the hallmark, hallmarks of, um, you know, put, you know. A, a game-defining, a game-winning matchup, and and what he'd shown the previous week just wasn't up to scratch. Um, but today, I thought he was—I uh, just thought he was exceptional. The effort was there. He covered the ground. Probably didn't take a lot of marks today, but he just seemed to be in the contest a whole lot more than he'd been the previous week. Um, and his work at centre clearance at times was really good. So well, he finished. Uh, more... He had game high three centre clearances. So which was an yep. important stat in, in a game that was light on goals. So when the ball did go so. back to the middle, it was important. Um, and he actually, like Setterfield, like Kennedy, finished up with six clearances as well. So we, we didn't need him to be – we didn't need him as such to win his position, but like he said, against a player of Goldstein's ability and in his form, we needed him to be competitive. May keep Goldstein Compl- honest, you know, and not get, not get the game taken away from us a bit like it was last week at stoppage. Did he beat him? I don't think who. Did who beat who? Do you think Pitnet beat Goldstein? I, th- I think it was probably... Oh. Or is it just squared? I think it was pretty square in the end. Yeah, I think it was. All yeah. told, I, don't, I think Goldstein had the opportunity to kick the goal early, um, which would have actually True. been against Moore, I think, um, which he didn't. So you go, look, if he has a goal against him, you're probably going, oh, yeah, man, he's kicked a goal. But in the end, um, I think Goldstein won the hit-outs by half a dozen or so, but not so crucially that they were influential. Um, and then around the ground, they probably nullified each other. And that was probably also a product of having Zeeble out and a couple mm. of other injuries. Simkin probably wasn't playing at 100% and it would have had an impact. Um, so that And that probably doesn't end up being a criticism of Goldstein at all, but it certainly means that his ability to be able to directly influence the game was, was maybe just a little bit quelled. Understandable. Uh, on Jai Simpkin, who's obviously been in really, really good form of late. You know, the, the, the Kangaroos have been struggling with those key outs, but he certainly stepped up and made a name for himself over the past month and a bit credit to him. Um, Ed Kerno was obviously given the job to quell him. Simpkin had four for the first half. He finished with 11 for the game. Whereas Ed, I think Ed finished up with 19. He had six clearances. He led us in metres gained. He was uh, third on the field for metres gained. Um, recorded a game-high 11 tackles. So to get that kind of productivity out of Ed, whilst he also put the clamps on potentially their best mover, that was a really big win for us on the day. And in a game decided by seven points, um, was probably one of the more crucial factors in winning the four points. 
And, and I think you know, a little bit like what Fabian said before about four-quarter efforts, um, that sometimes the team doesn't always come together. Um, in the case of um, Ed Kernow, I, I, I don't think you could ever question him not giving us four quarters. And it was... Hey, uh, Ganoush has <laughs> returned. <laughs> Great man is back. Um, yeah, I think Ed Kernow's four-quarter four effort was really important. Fabian's returned. He's like Han Solo at the end of A New Hope. You think he's gone. He's flown away. But he comes back. Let's blow this place and get out of here. Um, I, had the, um, I had the phone plugged in to the USB port on the computer, but the computer had gone to sleep, so it wasn't charging anything. Oh, well, so. that's inconvenient. We've gone through a, ch- a couple of chicken salads, Fab. We've um, covered off on Ed Kerno's really good performance on Jai Simpkin, who we know that you, you weren't aware of his existence, but Jai Simpkin is playing good football for the Kangaroos, so it was important that Ed did a good job on him for us to win today. Um, yeah. I thought Eddie Betts was on him. Yeah, well, yeah, clearly. Earlier on you did say that, which was inexplicable. No, no, no. I, I, no, I, no, sorry. We'll, we'll get to that after in the chicken shits, but trust me, it just shows how, how... Little you know about North Melbourne? No, how, how little you actually read what I was, I was saying. But anyway, keep going. Um, obviously, the other chicken salad, defensive solidarity and fight, particularly in the in the second half. You know, Simo, Simo had that last quarter effort tracking back the ball, or with the ball, I should say, on the deck that sort of typified, in a weird kind of way, his entire career. Um, but also kind of our you know, want and will to make amends for last week. Fabian is currently under his desk. Yes, I am. I'm plugged in. I'm plugged in against the wall. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that effort from Simo was outstanding. You know, Lockie Plowman... Have we got one of the best defences in the league at the moment? Um, I, I think we're pretty balanced, yeah. We're balanced. We still probably concede too many scores, but by the same token, uh, in terms of grit and ability to dig in, you know, that they've been really exceptional of late. Um, like mm. I said, Plowman was great, uh, particularly in the last quarter. I thought he was a bit... He wasn't bad, but they were going through his man a bit. Bailey Scott had a good first half and a bit. Um, and obviously he got caught up in that horrible, horrifying chain of events with Tom Williamson that resulted in a goal, which was absolute nightmare. Yeah, that's, um, not play, that's not Plow's fault. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't his fault, but... Probably needed to do better once he the ball was his than handball. Well, the tunnel handball. They're trying to do the nutmeg tunnel handball. <laughs> <laughs> it was very very had, low had percentage. It, had it have come off, you would have gone, "Wow, that's phenomenally well composed." In the situation when it doesn't come off and it ricochets back to you and you tackle it immediately and you give it hold the ball, you sit there and you're going, "Yeah, that's that's a very unsatisfying end to a chain of events." <laughs> the <there."> funniest <laughs> part about it was he he tried the handball. It ricocheted, and then it felt like he was the last person in the world to realise, oh, shit, it's come back to me. <laughs> we were all watching going, react, plough, plough, plough. And he just, you know, <laughs> cradles over the ball, limp, holding the ball. Um, I thought Liam Jones had a really good day as well. Um, guys like Zerhar and Larky, uh, although younger players have, have actually, Zerhar in particular has had a bit of joy against us in, in, in a bit of a bad matchup, and he's kicked five goals last year. Was it last year? He took, or he, and he nearly yeah. killed Liam Jones. Yeah, he absolutely took us to the cleaners. So out of Liam Jones and um, and Jacob Weedering, who was absolutely exceptional once again, um, to get you know, a really positive response from last week, but for them to stand up, make it difficult to score against, be composed when they needed to be, give a really strong contest late in the game was really, really encouraging. Absolutely. Agreed. Uh, and I've just got a note here, lastly, in the chicken salads, this man got his usual customary 11 touches. 
But David Cunningham, <laughs> he just remains an enigma. He did I, some things in the last quarter which were game-deciding, not just the goal. I've, I've described him as an almost player, and that almost means like he, he, can, he almost gets things done, but then he, he's almost a superstar at times as well. It's just like when he turns it on, he's, he's, his first three or four steps are kudalot. He's that quick away from a contest. I don't think over the 20, 30 yards, Dave Cunningham's lightning, but his first three or four steps are fucking electric. We he just, puts some distance on his opponents. We need to we need to engineer, and this is hard, this is a chicken and egg, we need to engineer a role for David to get him 20 touches a week or is it the other way around that it's a bit between the ears with Cunners and he needs to feel it and feel like I can get into this game because if we get the ball in his hand 20 times... We don't lose. We're a hard team to beat. And yeah. Gov's like that. He, he yeah. and Gov... If they just get more involved, we are so much better as a football side. Well, it, it's interesting. I had uh, a bit of a string of text messages during the Essendon game with uh, Benny Fay from. Shout out I to work. Benny Fay. Shout out to Is that Benny shooter? Fay. We do. Yeah, that's shooter. True. Yeah, that's shooter. Even I fucking um, get his tweets on my chain somehow because you idiots follow him. <laughs> Correct. Well, <laughs> Benny's. Um, Benny knows his footy, and he he made a point. Obviously, the Essendon game was a little bit of Cunner's coming out party, and he said, "Geez, I didn't realise Cunningham was as good a player as he is." And you know, as we know, it's he, he's a bit of that you know that dormant star. Um, and another mate who uh, who I went to high school with, who's my runner at Beverly Hills with our under twelves, if we ever play footy, <laughs> um, is, is a North Melbourne supporter. And his one comment to me after today's game was um, really impressed by David Cunningham. And, uh, and and as I've always sort of said, I see a lot of um, Sean Higgins in him, and and made that um, comparison back to to my mate Jacob as well. Um, but again, after last week and the missed opportunity on the left foot that could have almost won us the game against Port, to be able to, when the game was absolutely on the line, be able to sum it up, kick a long goal and, and, and then have a second shot not too long afterwards, um, could have absolutely iced the game. He probably did anyway, but he could have absolutely put it beyond, uh, beyond touch um, it's good to see a young player like that proving to himself and everybody else that he, he is the chance of being a genuine star. I think, Timbo, just, just while we're on the Beverly Hills Football Club, do you think that the whole COVID situation has given you a stay of execution? <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean I might go round again? I think you might just, just a little bit, um, you know, when they were talking about Ken Hinckley potentially, you know, oh, geez, does he hold on? And they're like, well, you can't, this year of all years, you can't let go of a coach. There's so many variables. Well, you're not coaching football, so... I'm every chance to go undefeated this year, Sean. I think that's exactly right. And I just... <laughs> part of me wonders, is that keeping you in the gig for 2021? Uh, uh, I, I, I subtly dropped the um, dropped the hint that my assistant coach might take over as senior coach, um, well, seniors for under 12, but head coach next season. He goes, oh, no, no, it, it's absolutely your job next year. It's sort of like, <laughs> you're okay. like, damn, I was giving get, it to did you. Did you get the reassurance from the board, Tim? Did you get the, you're our man, Tim? Full support? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love how that happens in junior footy where like one of the dads just go, or mums just goes, I just can't be bothered anymore. Someone else do it. I don't care. <laughs> Someone else can do the job. And everyone's like, oh, really? 
I think there's a lot of that in junior sport. There's um, there's a lot of people that like to have an opinion of what should happen, but aren't prepared to put their hand up and get involved. So it's uh, it's it's a fascinating dynamic. If you say so. Um, we're going to move now on to the chicken shits. Fab's frothing at the mouth over the possibility of this. He can't I wait. Take, I take no joy. To sink the boots into any number of our boys for this pitiful, appalling win that needs to be admonished. We need to curse them out because that sort no, of performance no, and that sort of victory cannot no. be tolerated. Um, first things first, chicken shits. I mean, for me... Um, just our forwards, you know, Eddie on the day lacked impact. And, and once again, Fab, this isn't an accepting mediocrity. It's being a reasonable human being. Eddie's allowed to have a down game. He's been very good for us this year. Today, it just didn't work for him. He just couldn't get involved. And we were worse for it. Levi, Levi's had a really good year, but really struggled to get involved. And then once... He was just, just unclean. He was unclean in everything he did today. He was just... Unlevi-like. Mm. Yes, and then once Gov goes down, you sit there and you go, I like the text uh, we got early in, uh, this morning, Timbo, when Fab goes, Harry and Charlie both out. I said, no, no, I didn't realise Charlie was, point, was back. It was, it was a point that, you know, we go into this game without Harry or Charlie. So, fuck's sake, just have one of them would be nice. But to be without those guys, ultimately, as the game unfolds and after half time, to be out without Gov as well, just structurally, like he wasn't having a great day, but you sit there and you go, well, yeah, Levi. Gov was a turd sandwich up until then. And you go, Levi's battling, and then now Gov's not even there to be a chop out, to be another option, to take a bit of heat, to potentially fire up himself, to create a block, a stoppage, whatever. Um, and that which didn't from... help more. Which didn't help more in his first game of football. We'll get to him. No. Yeah. To, not have, to not have those two players around him. So. Yeah, well, look, you, you've got to fucking do more than have one touch. For the day. <laughs> um, we'll get on to him later. But yeah, so Timbo, that he was... two. Sorry? Yeah, two. I looked at the stats before it said one. So yeah, one contested possession. You've got two disposals. Okay, whatever. Well, two's not that much better, to be brutally honest, in a game it's of football. Still, it's still not a pass. No, it's <laughs> that doesn't tip him into a vote, Timbo. <laughs> no Although Harry Mackay, two, two <laughs> good possessions may get him close. Um but just forward, Timbo, we really struggled. You know, I think understandably, I hope that people don't, you know, lose sight of the reasons we struggled forward of centre. A, the conditions were horrible, obviously. We yes. lost a bit of impetus, um, which was some of our own doing, clearly. But just in terms of personnel, we, we were really unable to threaten uh, Tarrant particularly. But fucking hell, as you said, Fab, we made um, old uh, Rug Warehouse look like a centre-half back in the All-Australian team. Yeah, absolutely. And I was getting texts from Pete because obviously being um, an ex-Brizzy Lions player. He's played for everyone in the league. He's like an A-league player. Pete's, you know, Pete's happy for Josh Walker to be playing good football. But shit, it, I just think and we, we reverted back to that long ball inside 50. We weren't lowering our eyes. I think the positioning of Gibbons and Betts, the, their positioning was horrible. So everything, just everything inside forward 50 broke down. And that's where our improvement has come this year predominantly has been our forward line cohesiveness. No, totally. And and it was just that, actually, before we... That's classic Pete Bellinas as well. It's like, this is from the old Fitzroy days. If you've ever played for Fitzroy, he wishes you well until the end of time. That's it. It doesn't matter under what circumstances you left the club where you are now, who you're playing for. He wishes you well and will follow your career like with the best intentions. It's it's magnificent. Yeah. He's used to say when they like the you know, Ruzi or 
Lynchy or whatever when they left Fitzroy, rather than be disappointed, he was like, "Oh, it was, good to, it was great to see them do well." <laughs> yeah, go, go and win a couple of games of footy, mate. It's okay. It was outstanding. It sums him up as a guy. Um, chicken shit, another another side of it. We touched on it briefly in the intro. Just mentality, just that sense of what we haven't been able to do in recent years is carry the burden of the expectation is that you win today's game. Yep. You are better than the team you were playing. You are in better form than the team you were playing. Roll in, do your job. Prove it. And don't, yeah. don't be complacent, Like, but roll in mm. with the mentality if we do A, B, C, and D like we've planned all week, we will win the game, but we have to do it. We just seem to struggle to measure up when we are expected to. And I don't think that was necessarily the case for the entire game. I think I don't think we, we went in overall. We got the start. Starts are important because if we if we have the Port Adelaide type start, it might start to get into our heads. These guys just got our measure. Instead, we did we had the start. It's just we we just faded. We just I'm convinced we just, and to quote Jack Martin again, we were just moved away from everything we were doing right. Have you got the fucking tattooed on you or something? We didn't want to work hard enough to to arrest and stop what we were doing. Now, sometimes you do stuff and it doesn't work, but to me, it just just reeked of laziness. Well, Fabian, my frustration is at any stage in today's game, did you ever think... Gee, North's a bit better than us at times. No, no, no. That, that's, that, that, that's, that's probably the, what was frustrating. That's the frustration. Like, there was yeah. no stage in that game where, they, where you kind of thought, we want to be careful here because when they're turning it on, they're a, they're a good side. They're just not. I, I think you made I the comment been. at one point that you said that they were a lock of VFL side, and I yeah. had exactly the same thought not I five minutes earlier. Them. I haven't watched them this season. Yeah, clearly, you don't know who Jai Simpkin is. No, but football, football's... Not the greatest spectacle going around. So apart from my team, I'm not really taking an overly, you know. No, I get that. I get a that. Massive interest in, in football. So you've heard that North Melbourne is struggling at the moment, and in that first quarter, I just thought, yeah, they are. They are that bad. But yeah, they're a team, team light on for two, confidence. Two, in their defence, in their defence, they are missing. they probably their four best footballers. So, you know, Zeeble, Cunnington, they're missing another two. I can't remember. It's so good, I don't know who they are. No, I've heard enough. I've heard enough. Wayne Carey and Keith Gregg. No, no. Goz has been harping on about Galloping gasometers out. He's out for a couple. He might be back. No, no. They are missing a fair They're missing. They're missing, like, legitimately Zeeble and Cunnington. If we're missing... Ed Curnow and Paddy Cripps, how do we look in the midfield? Yeah, yeah, we, we battle. And, and and obviously, early in the week, it looked like Simkin wasn't going to get up. So if he wasn't playing, that was that was only going to exacerbate their outs. Um, but, yeah, I'm battling to find their fourth best player. <laughs> I'm not sure who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking for the text. I'm looking for the excuse. Yeah, Hold keep on. looking for it. Um, something else that I noticed, this is a bit of a chicken salad into a chicken shit because... The rationale is sound. Like it's a really, it's a good thing to have in your arsenal if you can make it work, Timbo. The play on handball. Yes. We saw it a little bit in preseason. We did it against Collingwood and we did it against Brisbane. And sometimes when it works, you go fantastic. You take the game on. You you, you destabilize the field and you can run the ball through the corridor and the like. But the last couple of weeks, we've not executed it well 
at all in the most dangerous part of the ground today. I felt I felt bad for um, I think it was Maddie Kennedy. He gets the yell from Sam Walsh. Kennedy's got his back to play clearly, having marked the ball. Honors Walsh's you know flyby, and it was just a, the wrong decision to call for the ball. Yeah, gets tackled. We end up copping a goal. And you yeah. go well. That's their only goal of the first quarter. And and you certainly don't put the gun back in the holster. No, at, no. At, after that, and if it's if it's something that you want to have bolted onto your game plan and use, absolutely use it. But you can't be you can't be predictable with it because the guys that are setting up behind the ball are going to be ready and attuned to it. You kind of have to almost take them by surprise a little bit, um, but but absolutely encourage its use because the moment you can break a line and get beyond where that defence is set up, right. um, we're a quick team, we can get out and, and we see, we seem to be very efficient when we do go inside 50. So it's absolutely the opportunity to be able to play the game on our terms, but obviously it still needs to be recognised that it's high risk, high reward in exactly the same way. The kick across goal to be able to switch, you can't flirt too much with the corridor or the opposition will burn you. And exactly the same way you see a lot of teams this year have have been prepared to kick out from a behind and go straight up the guts because when it ha- when it works, it's magnificent. And there's mm. there are fewer things in football that are better to see than somebody take the ball coast to coast or a team take it co- coast to coast. But equally, the moment you try it, when the ruckman or one of the uh, the defenders knock it back inside your defensive fifty invariably you see the ball getting kicked over your head. So you, you, you do need to use those tactics sparingly. Yeah, exactly right. You just know when to pull the trigger. I, um, I found the text message. Okay, give it to us. No, no, in the middle. It was a fortnight ago because he was, he was going with another mate of mine who's an Essendon supporter. Yeah. <laughs> I've just read the list and a lot of them play today. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, the list was Cunnington, Zeeble, Larky was, was missing then, so he, he was back. Anderson was back. Guy's named Dor. Never even Dave. heard of him. Don't know Davies, who that is. Davies Uniac was back, yep. Garner, and Vickers Willis, and Mason Wood. Well, These folks can't get a game. No, no, no. And, 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 he's, and he's adding them to, oh, we're just no, down. No, no, look, These guys aren't, aren't in there. It's like... Well, Cunnington and Zeeble are there too. Yeah, absolutely. With, yeah, absolutely. With, um, Higgins, they're two most important players. Yeah, and Ben Brown, yeah, who's out of form at times, may not may as well not be out there. The the oh, other prophecy point that we need to touch on, and, and I get no pleasure in doing this, but it, sometimes it's interesting what these decisions ultimately reveal. Harry Mackay goes out of the team. Uh, we'll touch on that in just a moment. Um, Callum Moore comes in for his debut, and you go, fantastic, wish the guy well, let's see how he goes. The two touches, he has no impact on the game whatsoever. Um, the only thing I remember him doing that was any good was he got off the ground at a centre bounce and kind of competed all right. And I went, oh, that's okay. Yep. Literally yep. did nothing for the rest of the game. Yep. TDK has to play. If they're the options. The king. If, but if, if they're the if, options. If he's ready, if he's ready, you play. Well, Callum Moore's not fucking in ready. Position, in what position, Sean? Just in for Callum Moore. If it's the choice between the two of them. I'm unconvinced. I'm unconvinced. Could TDK do any fucking less than what Callum Moore did today? Sean, I couldn't do any less. Callum Moore is not a ruckman. The fact that I'd heard... He doesn't look like a forward either, Timbo. I'm not judging him on his ruck work, though, Timbo. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But I I thought I'd read somewhere during the week that there was a chance that Casbolt wasn't going to play this weekend. And and, and then, obviously, when we came through with uh, no change, you thought, oh, okay. But it just it interested me. Like obviously, with with a like for like, once they said that Harry was out, 
you thought Callum Moore comes in, and and clearly they like what he did pre-season, so he clearly works hard. They were the only ones. Well, and and good good luck to the kid for getting the chance. But the fact that he rucked ahead of Levi, I found fascinating because clearly Callum Moore is not a key forward come ruckman. He was just in there and he was flat out pinch hitting. So yeah, when you're getting dominated in the forward line and Gov's gone off, you take Levi. I think it's but Callum Moore was still rucking the first so quarter. Could have moved Levi from the forward line in that situation, so we had to ruck him. You know what I love did about Levi, this podcast? I just want to say, at all? what I love about this podcast is after all the bickering and all the quarrelling we've had on the text and on this record, we can't re- reach an accord that Callum Moore was no fucking good. Oh, no, no. Of no, all no, the I, things don't burn, I don't want to burn a first game. Yeah, of, all the, so good. of all the stuff we've spoken about and argued about and bickered about on pod and on our text chain, the one thing that we're not we're not comfortable agreeing on is that Callum Moore was dog shit today. No, no, <laughs> I think, a, we're, I think first, we're in furious agreement. He's a first gamer. He's a first gamer. It's I, I, I'd sooner throw... Not TDK. I'd, I'd sooner throw Mark Murphy or Simpson under the bus for making a couple of errors. Not today, I'm saying then a first gamer. I'm just saying that I'm just saying that based on that, based on what we saw today, you know, he's out. He'll be out. He'll be dropped. De Conning has to be. If it's a choice between the two of them, De Conning I, has to be ahead of him. I don't think he De Conning can play, play forward. From what we saw, he can. No, no, we can't do any worse than more. Yeah, and he probably allows Levi to more comfortably rest, stay forward permanently. Mm. And helping Pitnett out. Pitnett was very good today. He I was. Well, he, yeah, you missed. You, we, we soldiered you, on. You were in a hiatus then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was like, I was frantically looking for a charger. But, uh, um, and then lastly, obviously, we, we touched very briefly on Harry. Um, do we give the club the benefit of the doubt, or is it same old blues? Harry, we all saw him. Did you see the footage of him holding his hamstring at training? No. And then we're told it was on the news. He's holding his hamstring at training, looking a little bit lame. Uh, rumour went around that he was obviously in doubt and then it comes out that, oh, he hyperextended his knee at the hotel. I'm thinking, first things first, either our players are desperately unlucky or cursed or... We can't walk they're a just, flight of steps. They're just too clumsy. They're like <laughs> Mr Magoo. Because then they were saying that he had an anomaly with a COVID test and he was training he was on his separately own. from the team, yeah. Yeah, he had to train on his when own. When he's hyperextended the knee, like, yeah. If he's, done his, if he's done his hamstring at training, just say it. Play Ducks and Drakes, be funny buggers and take him out of the team late. But just say, look, he got a little bit of hamstring awareness at training. Um, we've, we've rested him as a precaution for this week's game. None of this, oh, you're not going to believe it. He was he was playing bocce, Fab. He was playing bocce out on the – and he just tripped over the ball. And then, you know, Jardy's big toe. He's got bocce toe. And you're like, well, that's not even a real fucking thing. Hey. That bocce toe. He was at the he was at the Bain Marie's. Bocci real. He was at the Bain Marie's making himself a sandwich, and he accidentally touched the Bain Marie. It was a bit hot, and he's burnt the tips of his fingers. So unfortunately, his hands a bit sore. He can't play today. Just fucking tell us. Just put, ben, just put Ben Mackay on a plane. They, they're fucking identical. I know they're identical twins or whatever they are. But you said that with surprise. No, you know, because we've known they've been identical for twenty two years. Like, do they both losing their hair? They're both, but everything about them, the way they move, their physique, their body shape, everything about them, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it would have been fun to watch them play on each other. It could have gotten tasty. I, I, I reckon it would have gone. I reckon it would have gone. I, I, reckon, I reckon Harry would have belted him because <laughs> apparently they just, 
built the living suitcase out of one another growing up. They're just, just oil and water. Their relationship. Yeah, and I and I reckon Harry would have just forgot that he was on an AFL football ground and end up with a six six week suspension. So <laughs> yeah. having a little bit of hamstring awareness, botchy toe, bone marrow fingers, whatever else it happens to be, <laughs> but him the... not being on the ground today and getting the win might have been a good outcome. That is true. Is Jack is Jack close to being available? I know he had a setback. Yeah. yeah. No, well, they yeah. either was one to two weeks with a uh, with a strained knee or whatever else. So, so he, he might be in the frame. Because he hurt himself in the twos, didn't he? Or yes. whatever the fuck I, doing. I wouldn't that. expect him to perhaps play next week, but then we've got the bye. So okay. we play... So if, he's not ready, if he's not ready, they're not rushing. Maybe yeah. Harry's not going to be rushed. No, so we play next there, Friday, but... and then we've got a bye. So you sort of go and get through next Friday... Um, with a few of those guys that are touch and go, Marchbank's obviously one of those as well. Who's got the famed Carlton one to two weeks? So we'll see him next year. He's been, he's been one to two weeks away for three years. <laughs> it's like Mark Murphy's ankle all over again. It's just Macca, stop saying he's one to two weeks away. He's yeah. been saying this for four months. Um, but yeah, so every week you get the email. There's an yeah. oh, injury update. Macca, fuck off. We know we Macca. We know that Murph's two to one to two weeks away with that ankle he did last <laughs> eighteen months ago. Um, <laughs> I think that the this, this Harry Mackay, like I said, just with the reporting of injuries, sometimes I feel like we just want to overcomplicate things. And having had some experience in that space myself, I think sometimes clubs, for whatever reason, and I don't know what the the ends are, the idea is that we don't be honest with it. I'm, I'm a, no idea. To fool the opposition, Sean, that's probably but, all that can. But when the teams have got to go in an hour before the game and he's not on it, well, Timbo, your blood's won. It's not like he's. Yeah. It's not like they're waiting for him to run out the race and they're going, oh, Harry Mackay's not there. Shit. We know, you know, so I just don't know. I just don't know what it achieves. Um, player of the year-wise, uh, wrapping up that, uh, like I said, we did win. It doesn't sound like we won, but we did, so that's a good result, Fabian. You're an idiot, Sean. <laughs> uh, going into today's game, the Prenders Player of the Year update. Thank you very much to everyone who has been voting. Um, we've got a tie for first, Jack Martin and Jacob Wiedering. Wiedering will take the lead as of today's vote. Comfortably, I don't think Jack's, Jack's getting in there. Um, so. so Martin and Wiedering tied on 27 votes. In third place, a tie with Levi Casbolt and Paddy Cripps on 20 votes. Neither fifth, of them are getting a touch. Uh, yep. Fifth sits Michael Gibbons on 12 votes. Sixth is Walsh, Cunners and Setterfield on nine. Setter's had a good day today. He'll jump up. Yep. Uh, ninth is Doc, totally unserved, underserved by this voting system early in the season when he was playing exceptional football. But he's, even today, yeah. Yeah, he's on eight votes in ninth. And Harry Mackay is uh, on four votes. He's in tenth. And there's quite a few you know, behind him on three and two. So, Tim thought Harry was best on ground today, by the way. Well, you know what the funny thing about that is? I think, did Timbo give Harry two votes? Yep. Two votes for four touches. Yeah, so that's half of his total. Why does Callum Moore deserves a vote on, on, on that? <laughs> Just for taking the field. So, uh, like I said, based on that voting today, Weedering, I think, will jump into the lead. Setterfield would be the big mover overall. He could, uh, he should jump onto the heels of Casbold and Cripps, which is just reward for a really excellent run of form. Um, obviously, next week we play the Hawks. Um, in terms of classic wins against the Hawks, we've, I mean, grand final, obviously, 87 was a good one. Um I was a big fan. We beat them. Obviously, when we beat them in 2017, that was great uh, to break the drought. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, two years, Timbo won the car. Well, what do you mean you won the car? That did... night, I won the car. What did you do with it? I sold it. This is the first I'm hearing of this. You're kidding me. Jed said. Yeah, they the... had five of, them, five of them had to go on the ground. This is the no, first. No, 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 it was up in the grandstand. So basically, yeah, well, it, was it was the um, it was the thirty year anniversary of the eighty seven premiership side. 
So being the so Hawthorne game... What a 1987 Commodore. Yeah, well, exactly right. Um, so they had... Um, Maybe um, a BK? Yeah, at no they they basically announced, with the help of uh, Robert Walls and Sticks, the level of the Etihad Grandstand, the bay, and then the row. And the, the caveat had to be you had to be sitting in your seat at half-time, and if your row is called everybody who is sitting in your row at that time is eligible to win the car or a trip to Hawaii. Or, and Jay, Jay wasn't there that st- night, was he? No, he wasn't there. He and his dad <laughs> and his son weren't there. So there was five of us in the row, Sean, and then they all said, come around at three-quarter time. They all gave us a cardboard cutout of a Hyundai i30 and you had to pull the plastic panel off the side, revealing the prize underneath, with the prize either being the... Um, the, the reimagined Hyundai i30, Excellent. Uh, a trip for two to Hawaii, or a Stephen Kernahan bobblehead. And, um, I would have been happy with any of those. Well, that's exactly right. And I text message, I rang my wife and said, this is going down. You texted uh, me said, too, you said, you said, I think I can win a car. <laughs> that's the one. That's yeah, the one. I've got and the Stephen said, Kernahan um, bobblehead. She said, tell us tell us what's happened when it, when, when it comes about. And obviously, they... They did it. I pulled the the panel off. I won the car and then got interviewed by Emily Angwin and a few other people afterwards. So it was a lot later when I just got a text message from Elise and she just said, bobblehead, question mark. (laughs) And I just responded with car. And uh, so, yeah, very surreal evening. But that was the night that um, Jed, uh, whatever his name was, he terrorised James Sicily. Jared Pickett. Yes, yes, had a very good night that night. Kicked two, maybe even three that night, Pickett, I reckon. It's so funny you mention that. The only reason, because obviously you and I sit relatively close to one another at Etihad Games or Marvel Games, (laughs) and that particular night, I, uh, in doing the bits and pieces that I do with the Box Hill Hawks, I had a tag along with the Hawthorne media team to like sit in the media box and just follow them around. So I wasn't in my seat that night. Dad brought a friend from work who follows Hawthorne which is very unlike us. We don't usually like to cross-pollinate on game days. But it's so funny. Like, I remember literally sitting across, obviously, the media box being on the other side of the ground to where this would have been taking place. And just, I don't know if we knew each other at that point in time. Obviously, knew Fab. But I remember vividly being like, oh, the guy won the car. How good is that? Obviously, <laughs> well, having no idea until five minutes ago it was you. Well, it turns out so many people that I know, whether they buried for Carlton or not, kind of knew... This the story of me winning this card seemed to do the rounds um, amongst circles of my friends that had no right in knowing that I had won it, and it became sort of very much a um, uh, you know, commonplace understanding. So anyway, it's so weird. Maybe you've just got sick of talking about it, and that's why it's never come up uh, here. I literally, legitimately, had no idea that. You won the car. That's fantastic. As I said, I was there. I sat across and said, how good is that? The guys won the car. That's great. I'll, I'll send you the video. How good. <laughs> how's, Jay, how's Jay not being there that night and missing the opportunity to win a car? Oh, exactly right. And as it was, with only five of us there, you thought, I've got a 40% chance of winning a kick-ass prize here because I would have very happily gone to Hawaii. Um, and then if you know Mick and Jay and his boy Ethan had have been involved in that as well, it just... It, and, and when it all finished, you sat back down in your chair with your cardboard cut out of your car, and it was just it was just a little bit of. I mean, it was awesome. We then went on to win the game and all that sort of stuff. But I would have loved to have had my mates there right next to me to really sort of soak it up and enjoy it. So uh, I don't yeah, think like, he would have soaked it up, mate. If Jay was next to you after you won the car, and he's probably got 
Kernan bobblehead. He would have decked you on the on the ground. <laughs> hey, you, everyone loves a bobblehead. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. In terms of uh, obviously, we went through a dreadful patch against the the Hawks where we we didn't beat them for uh, twelve years. Oh, I can't years. think of a highlight. I can't um, think of a highlight. The, the last the one that, we were at. The last one that we beat them. Um, at Etihad in 2005, obviously they had the very young team that was coming through that would ultimately become one of the great teams of all time. Um, I remember that being quite a good game and quite a good win, uh, won by a kick or, a kick or two. And um, you know, Scotto, I think, had a really good game from memory and it was one of those, we were two struggling teams. It's sort of, at that stage, we didn't know how far apart our developments were. But um, to win the, the game... nine game. Well, we lost that. Yeah, I know, but it was it was that was a good day out at the footy. Yeah, it um, sucked ass. Yeah, I know. It, it, what was the game where Hulahan kicked the cracking goal on the wet at the MCG on a Friday night? I was trying did, to find that one. I'm literally trying did to find the, it. Did the lawnmower at the end of it, but no, that I was didn't Essendon. Won that game either. The lawnmower, was it? That was Essendon. Chainsaw. Yeah. Chainsaw. That's the one. We did. We no, no, no. We did beat Essendon. We did Essendon. We did beat Hawthorne on a wet night. I'm just trying to find it. Where Hula had a bit. Oh no, we lost that one. I'm, Hula had a bit of a purple patch. Yeah, I reckon yeah. that was because mind pumped it up, but I knew that we lost the game. So I reckon that was I reckon that's two thousand two round eight. We lost by nine points. Yep, it could potentially be two thousand. No, Dicko, that was two thousand one. The Dicko one after the side. Yeah, fuck that. Um, but yeah, that that two thousand two round eight. I reckon Hula had a bit of a purple patch in the middle of the game and kicked a couple goals. Yeah, um, but they're a tricky team to sort of appraise in recent time, just because we haven't beaten them all that much. We should have yeah. beaten them last year. That was fucking devastating. Down in Tassie. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, oh, look, recency bias. I'm going to go with the 2017 game where we broke the duck. We had to win. We set ourselves to win it. And the boys came out and performed really well. Uh, highlighted by, as Tim said, a fantastic performance by Jed Lamb, amongst many others. But we got a really, really great win to sort of get the monkey off the back. We that, was the, that was the night that uh, Liam Jones did that classic spoil oh. running back with the flight yes. where he just got his knuckles on it and must have knocked it clear of... Uh, I'm assuming it was Jared Ruffhead, but it might have been yeah, it might have been Brewster or Gunston or something we, like that. We've beaten by 120 points in 1993. Yeah, beaten by 100 points in 1995. Wow. Yeah, now I've got I've only got good memories growing up of Hawthorne. Obviously, being a Hawthorne member, um, but can't I despise them now and uh, hope we absolutely give it to them. Didn't you have a Darren Jarman jumper? Love Darren Jarman. It was one of my favourite footballers and it's probably still is one of my favourite footballers of all time. What about Andrew Jarman? No, no, no love affair for Andrew. I was well, there. He also didn't play for Hawthorne. I know I that. The he was a character. That, that Byron Pickett nearly killed Brendan Crummel. Oh, I was, Jesus. I was not too far from that because we sat above the old concrete um, benches at Waverley Park and it was just to our left and you, you could hear the hit and the guy behind us, I remember him saying, he's dead. That's yep. it. Just, just flat. Yeah, no, he's dead. That was pretty ordinary, I, wasn't it? I don't think many blokes have been hit harder on a footy field. No. So, yes. Well, fingers crossed we smash him because I don't want to put up with uh, my family. No one does. Um, no. I think that that probably wraps us up for this rather up and down, ebbing and flowing, tempestuous uh, record, Fabian. What do you think? No, uh, it was like the game itself. Sean attended well, but... Uh, you seem a lot more mellow than you were even an hour ago. I was mellow. I was just shitty with... I, I get shitty when we play horrible, 
quarters every single week. But that, I just thought, this we could fuck up an entire season. Well, no, that's an overreaction. You, you were reading the tea leaves. The, the, the tea leaves weren't looking good. Was... And, <laughs> but, but, but you were getting a little bit further ahead of yourself and thinking about the cause and effect of, of if everything does turn to pot. Where is this going to leave us? He thought he was reading the tea leaves, Timbo. He thought he was reading the tea leaves, but he just picked up a bunch of horse shit. Well, you know, Sean, it's easy to say after we've had a win, but, you know, that could have been a lot more comfortable than it was. Well, all I'll say is that our text message chain is a good indication of my mindset and my state of mind, that I never once lost the faith, I never once lost the plot. And I've been vindicated. you You don't have a fucking plot to lose, champ. What are you talking about? It's a ridiculous statement. Ridiculous. Wind it up. (laughs) I was just trying to wind you up to see if I could get any gold out of you late on, but I wasn't able to. Tim just looks like a thumb, and then all of a sudden you see his hand like a windmill. I'm not sure why Tim doesn't just lean the phone against something. Well, I just can't at the moment, but anyway, yes, next whatever. time. <laughs> uh, so obviously we're back in action next Friday night playing, or Friday sort of evening, isn't it? Early Friday evening, uh, playing the Hawks over at Optus Stadium. Then we go on a bye, which will be good. So if we can get through this game, now this is, Fabian, this is a game that can make or break this season. Well, we haven't been... Not a 10-minute patch against Ooh. fucking ramshackle North Melbourne at the wet, sodden Gabba. Look... We should be. We are a better team than Hawthorne, but obviously with the injuries, our forward line might be a bit of a question. But I expect a victory. It's a dirty word these days. So for me, Sean Peterbutch, thank you so so much for listening. We hope to catch you again next week for the big Fubber Ganoush. I can see him. I can see his icy heart melting before my very eyes as the record went on. Arrivederci, ragazzi. Raffanculo, Sean. See you later. You're an idiot. And for Dr. Davis, Tim Davis, who'll be taking a private session with his client after this record. (laughs) Thank you very much, Sean. Always a pleasure. Catch you next week. Go Blues. Toodaloo. Of Graceland to make you real.
But I don't know if I can stop Cause I can't get you 